Okay, Shmuel Aleph Perek Gimel. So this Perek is what we would call Hakdashat Shmuel. It's Shmuel's first Nevuah. Now, in the first two Prakim here, we've seen sort of the rise of Shmuel and the fall of Eli, and we and the fall of I'm sorry of Eli's sons, and they're contrasted with each other constantly. And we've also seen that Shmuel is the embodiment of, on one hand, Eli, and on the other hand, Hannah's critique of Eli. That Hannah, as specifically as developed by the Gemara in Brachot, Daf Lamed Aleph, Hannah has a critique of Eli, which essentially is saying, Eli, you are monopolizing our access to God. We don't have any access to God outside of you, and this is symbolized by Eli standing, sitting at the at the gate, at the entranceway to the at the entranceway to the Mishkan, as though he's God's gatekeeper. And so here we have that Shmuel, who embodies both, enters into Eli's service in the Mishkan, in the Mikdash. And the the Torah tells us, the Navi tells us that Devar Hashem Hayayakar There were not a lot of prophets. It was very rare for a prophet to get any sort of message. And this also this dovetails with what we were saying before. There has to be some sort of democratization of access to God in order to cultivate a cadre of prophets. There have to be people have to have access outside the Mishkan, outside the ritual, right? Whether it's like Chana in individual prayer or whether it's uh, through the B'nai Nevi'im cultivating their personal spiritual paths, that's the only way That's the only way to have it. So when you have a situation where Eli is monopolizing the access to God, the path to God, you only have, um, you will not have a lot of nevuah. And now, something's very, in, something very interesting goes on. When Shmuel first hears the word of God, when Shmuel first hears the voice of God, he assumes that it's Eli that he hears. And he goes and he wakes up Ailey, and then Ailey was like, it wasn't me, go back to sleep. Shmuel goes back to sleep, and then he hears the voice again, and Shmuel thinks it's Ailey. And I think there are two things going on here. Number one, it's an interesting... It's interesting for what it says about Ailey, and also what it says about how to take the next step towards Shmuel's transitional phase, Shmuel as a transi- transitional figure. On one hand, had Shmuel gotten a nevuah where the voice of God sounds nothing like Eli, then we would imagine that Eli would perceive it as a threat, similar to the way that he perceived Hana as a, as a threat. It's specifically by from Ailey's perspective, or from the perspective of us looking at Ailey, it's, it's specifically because Shmua, the voice of God sounds like the voice of Ailey that enables it to be Ailey who tells Shmuel, you're the one who, you must be a prophet. And the other side of this is that, from Shmuel's perspective, right, every Navi has a different style. Every Navi hears a different voice. God sounds a little bit different to every Navi. And here, Shmuel hears God, and God sounds like Eli. So this also has to, this also points towards what, what we've already said, that Eli has this, you know, that, that there's been this blurring of the divide 
of between the human and the divine. That Ailey, by when you monopolize, when Ailey monopolizes the path to God, then Ailey becomes associated with God. It's almost that we've already seen with Ailey's sons, you're cutting out the middleman. That Ailey's sons take that which is de- dedicated to God for themselves even before God gets his share. Okay. So, Shmuel gets his first nevuah, and at the end of this parak, and then the nevuah that Shmuel gets is one that predicts the doom of Eli, right? So you have this transition from Eli to Shmuel, and the transition, as the transition takes place, Shmuel gets a nevuah saying that Eli's house is going to fall. And Shmuel didn't want to tell Eli that. But Eli stood up and said, no, don't worry about it. You can tell me. And he tells them, and ultimately, Eli dies in this, at the end of this chapter. Sorry, not at the end of this chapter. I skipped ahead a little bit. Shmuel tells Eli what's going on, but it doesn't sever his relationship with Eli. And again, Shmuel had heard, when Shmuel had heard God's voice, and it was Eli who had to tell Shmuel, you know, you're getting a nevuah, that's what enables this entire relationship to, to continue. Shmuel tells Eli what he, what he heard from God, predicts Eli, the doom, the, the downfall of Eli's house, and as it describes this, it also describes in the last in the last psukim, that everybody knew, number one, that Shmuel was a Navi, and also you already see that there's a an expansion outwards. Later we're going to see that Shmuel actually travels around. Instead of waiting for everybody to come to the center, to Shiloh, where he is, Shmuel actually goes out to the people. And this also points, gestures in the direction of what we were talking about, of the democratization. The not monopolizing the path to God, but taking taking people, taking God to where the people are, allowing people to cultivate their own relationships with HaKadosh Baruch Hu.